0: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift. This is stage 14. What we expected to be just a straightforward breakaway with a GC fight on the steep climb at the end. It was a little bit more than that from Saint-Étienne to Monde. I'm told it's not pronounced Mendy. Um, so I'm improving my French bit by bit. It's only been like two and a half years on the podcast. 192 <laughs> Ks. We have a 5.8k, 5.4% climb to start from 6Ks into the stage. So that's where we think, okay, break going to form on that. Rolling medium out and all day, very, very hot conditions, up to 40 degrees Celsius on the final climb. There's uh, the Cote de Grandru, 7.5Ks, 3.6%, but it's steeper and then it's flatter and it's steeper and it's flatter. And then there's the Cote de la Fage, which is about... Uh, th- twenty No, 30 kilometers from the finish. And then the climb to Monde or the Côte de la Croix de Neuve, which is 2.9Ks, 10.4%. But I think quickly, 500, I, I struggled with the same thing yesterday. 2Ks of it is at about 12%. So very, very steep. I think the records like low nines, Uh, they did it in 2018. which did a really, really good performance, dropped Thomas to Milan and Froome. And But he's not in great condition today, so could Pogaccia and Guy beat the record with a break up the road? For sure, we wouldn't know for a while because they wouldn't show the GC group uh, for a long time. But Benji, GC action, like the break goes, the break everyone expects with like Crone, yep. Woods, Fulsang, Schultz, Yul Jensen, Tug Buddies galore. It's, it's got everyone we expect, 20 riders, 22 seconds, I'm like, all right, time. right, break's done. But that's not what happened.
1: Exactly, and it was a bit confusing, I'll say, because how we perceived it when watching this race was that suddenly in the peloton, there was Benoit riding with Jonas Vingegaard in his wheel in the yellow jersey, and the camera panned backwards in the group, and I saw no pogachar. And the only explanation for Jumbo ra- racing like that is that they want to control a dangerous breakaway now, we don't know where Pogachar is at this point until a good 30 seconds later where a shot from the front happens and Pogachar at the front of the breakaway suddenly. So we didn't get no footage of Pogachar bridging to this breakaway, being at the front of the breakaway, and we only saw the reaction the first time around. So Pogachar was attacking or trying to bridge towards a breakaway, trying to benefit from that large group with 185.5 kilometers to go. That's pretty, that that must be one of the records at this point, right?
0: It's like, it's kind of what they tried to do to Pog on Grenon. Mm-hmm. And I think Pogaccia was hoping for some help, not from his teammates, maybe Soler. Soler is good on these sort of stages. He was good in Puy-Marie. Uh, the eventual break we had was reminiscent of Puy-Marie. But I think he wanted Ineos to come and help him. and. I don't know if they were also caught off guard at the same time. And as Jumbo Visma were, I couldn't see because it was chaos with the cameras because they're also trying to show the break the whole time. I couldn't see Benji where Yates and Pidcock were. Thomas was there, but he's not the one to go. He's not the one to lay it all the line. Thomas Podium, he's in virtual podium in Paris right now with the TT. And so the Yates and Pickock didn't join the move and and there's the problem because Pog can't do it all on his own. The, I think Wad also made a mistake, Benji. I know it's uh, the Ooh. heat of the moment, but never leave the yellow jersey behind. I know it actually yeah. – he did. He went with Pagacha and it did disrupt the flow of that group and Pagacha had a satellite rider ahead waiting, Betiol. Um, but <laughs> Jonas had to do a huge bridge himself on the climate close. He did. So – I mean, small heat of the moment things, but I think on balance, it's more helpful to bring Jonas back in the wheels. Um, because yeah.
1: it's 180 pace to go. Exactly. It's not that Ogachar needs to be closed down immediately by Wout Finod, for example, with Wingergaard closing it down himself behind. Like, that's just a bit too much when it comes to that. Now, what I found intriguing is was that Jonas closes basically that group. We see the other riders slowly but surely come back, and that forms another, like, Large group again. Yeah, the peloton was smaller than it initially was, but we've got a peloton again, basically. So new attacks start forming, and we see Pogachar, Jonas, and Woud all three dropping off the back of the breakaway again, like of the group that is forming that is trying to ride away again. And Pogachar goes again on the right side of the road. So we've got a second move there. Jonas responds, Wout responds a bit late and then gets to the wheel of Jonas and sticks there again because if Wout can stay there, then Pogacar's attacks are less effective. I also don't really know if... Let's say that Pogacar attacks there. like, Where is he going to go with that breakaway? That breakaway will get him pretty far, but it's a pretty risky move if you think about it.
0: Well, I mean, he's banking on them working with him, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's hoping, okay... Most of these guys don't think they can win the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, maybe like Sang and Woods won't be happy I'm in here. But like, I don't know, ruler. there weren't too many actually to us. But like, yeah, maybe you're right. People wouldn't work with him. And then Yumbo have to chase all day. But without teammates in it, I don't know. I think he was trying to induce a mistake. I think he was trying to get someone like a Vlasov and Bora have strong teammates who can get in that break or Ineos to join him didn't end up happening, but it was an exciting start uh, to the stage. And if this action over the last two weeks hasn't been enough for you and the Giro Rosa and you're crying out for more racing, the Tour de France Fam of Zwift kicks off on Sunday, the 24th of July, back-to-back with the men's race. Actually, in advance of it that afternoon, the men's race always finishes incredibly late on Stage 21. And Zwift and ourselves are calling on all cycling fans to watch the fam. Me and Benji will be in Paris to bring you the coverage live. So make sure you're tuning into the recaps from the 24th to the 31st of July to watch the Fan will also have a preview dropping middle of next week as well. So stay tuned for that on LRCP and thanks to Swift for supporting the show. Eventually the break does go. It looked like Kreisweich was trying to slip into it um, mm-hmm. rather than letting it go. And Ian Jonas was kind of at the front of the peloton policing policing who was going for a period um, which is a bit a bit dangerous in my opinion Um, and eventually the break does go Uh, the sort of one we expected anyway like the one we've been been waiting for with Bonamore, Paulus, Martinez, Molymer with Simmons, Simmons in again, Kozner for with Pino, uh, Sanchez, Uran, Betiol uh, so 3F in the break, Mark Soler got in there Benji like not a joke from yesterday. Like, he, he got yeah. in. Um, And I there was actually a moment where Wout was, I think, thinking about, do I let him in? Like, is he... And he eventually was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. would you care? So, uh,
1: I wouldn't care if Soler goes in the breakaway here. We, um, we've um we perceived a few times this year that if a UE breakaway rider goes in the breakaway, they're not necessarily there for their team leader. I think in the Giro, we've seen a few times. Now, with Pogacar, that's kind of different. I do expect that they're more in line with Pogacar than they were with Almeida, for example, in the Giro. But um, I was still expecting this to be solely for the stage and not for a, a, an attack somewhere from far out. Because, yes, the attacks at 185 kilometers does happened, but I didn't really see potential for Pogacar to launch with 60, 70k to go, 50k to go in this stage. So it all had to come down towards Manda, for example. And at La Kwanov, at the end, I wasn't seeing the... Biggest value of a satellite rider unless he literally waits at the top of that final climb after Pogachar drops Jonas. But a lot needs to happen then already in that case to make it be very useful on a stage like this. And it's only for a kilometer then. So I'm not sure it would have had the biggest influence either. Now, anyway, we've got that breakaway up ahead. That breakaway has formed. It's um from the Peloton, it's basically controlled by Jumbo right? But if Mankeys is in the breakaway with 15 minutes, like Question. If you're Yambo, do you give yellow away?
0: I mean, like, I think, yeah, we were discussing it. I was like, oh, give Louis yellow by 30 seconds or a minute. (laughs) Like, why not? Uh, Intermarche will control Cargasson tomorrow, but I think it's a little bit too much. Trying to be a bit too cute with it. We're in the middle of the second week now. And, yeah, it's just, I don't think it's worth it. So, when Van Hooyden was controlling it anyway. So, yeah, I agreed with what you said initially. I was... I was just trying to be a bit too much with it. But, yeah, it, good to see bike exchange in the break. They clearly had a plan. They tried over and over. They were in the right move, I think, with Schultz and Jules Jensen at the start. They said after they wanted more in, but just because that chaotic start, they couldn't. So, And they eventually, the break had even gone, they bridge crossed. So it really was, from what I could see in the break... Israel began playing with everyone very, very shortly after. They had three riders and they'd have a rider back off others and then they'd have to chase. They'll make Martinez chase. And so yeah, they were I don't know, the, the teams were trying to use their numbers and it eventually didn't really yeah, it didn't really work out for them. And so we get to not the Cote Farge, which I'm sure that's not how it's not how it's pronounced before then. And Matthews attacks with 50K to go, Benji. And I think it's exactly the same motivation as the Pedersen move, slightly different rationale in that he knew he's not the best climber from the group, like a Danny Martinez. Maybe he was, to be honest. But he wanted to get ahead of the attacks, smaller, easier controlled group, felt good and just went. And I think it was a great move from Matthews. And it's just, it's what we've been saying for a long time that he is an incredible physical level and has been for the last two years he just hasn't been winning a lot and it's just hidden because he has been competing against like Roglic and Vlasov on mountaintop on like hilltop finishes or Wout, Gronavegan and Jakobsen in pure sprints but you put the man in a break and all of a sudden he looks like he's sort of a different level to everyone else
1: So basically, I agree with that. And it's also like we've spoken about it quite a few times, this Matthews scenario. We've spoken about it yesterday with the Peterson scenario, for example. And Matthews being in the break is good in this scenario, but it could also lead to trouble when he gets in trouble where he needs to control things. And that's what the danger is of being solo in that break. And that's what they probably fought in the car as well, because we saw a move by Matthews a bit further in today's race where we saw Matthews attacking away there from that group and when that occurs i was thinking okay is it too early is it good that he's doing this what is his goal here and i think you came up with a a good reasoning in our chat where what he was trying was actually pretty good
0: yeah it's just it's just so without a teammate he knew he was going to be attacked they knew that ef bora with kemna and groshana and israel with fulsang and And Nalens, they're just going to play with everyone else that didn't have teammates and poor Okun would be left chasing and that's what happened. And so then a counter-chase group comes with Groschartner, Louis Leon and Andreas Krohn. They get across to Bling. EF and Israel have missed it. They're doing a lot of work chasing. I couldn't figure out who the EF uh, leader was uh, because Betio was pulling a lot on the climbs. And then eventually the group gets across to Matthews and the group behind just sort of eats itself and so EF and Israel with three riders each miss the move Bora uh, they get Groschartner across who sits on that move uh, of four and yeah so they're in an okay spot if they rate Groschartner but they got Kemner behind as well so it's they get 35 seconds. Of course, the Pelotons are like f- 15 minutes. Poor Louis Mankies is trying to keep them pulling because he's trying to maintain his GC position, uh, and no one's working. Kuhn pulled for a bit. Bensiol on the Cote de la Farge tried to close it with full, sang goes 25 seconds. Then there's the fast run-in. They get to the climb. Matthews promptly tr- uh, croned flats, which hurts that group of four because now they only have two yep. guys fully committed. Because Grosjean is still not pulling, so it's really Lewis, Leon, and Matthews. So they're not gaining much, even though the group behind isn't working properly. And Matthews drops everyone on the climb straight away. I think a lot of pe- to a lot of people surprise because he- people think, oh, he's a sprinter. He's a sprinter. It's like, <laughs> but as I said, if you watch Valdpenyas de you watch Cuillera. This guy climbs yeah. short climbs well. He's not
1: a sprinter. He's a a sprinty climby boy, and he shows it once again on this climb. He's uh, basically dropping them one by one, like you said. And we see moves from the back in the grooves behind. And plenty of people try to try to jump to the front. And there's only one rider that actually displays something that could manage to bridge to Matthews. Because all the others, I didn't see as Martinez was gone. All those riders were basically dropping in that second group already. I think Woods tried to set it up for Israel. But he closed the gap a bit, but never closed it enough for them to actually bridge it. Except one rider. It was Betio. Fogacar's teammate that decided to uh, bridge up towards the front. And he did that relatively fast to my uh, to my expectations. And he bridged up to Matthews, slowly gets closer. Then there's still a gap of 10 meters to Matthews as And I'm like, come on, Matthews, getting second every single time, everywhere. I was low-key hoping that Matthews could sustain this after the effort he's done all day. And we're on this like long, yellow-painted road right now to the top of this Côte d'Aquaneuve. And Betiol's getting closer and closer and closer. And then he gets to his wheel and I'm like, oh God, Betiol, you're going to do it right now, aren't you? You're you straight up going to attack. And he did. He attacked on the right side of the road. He gets a bit of a gap on Matthews. Matthews closes it again. Bit of a gap again. Matthews closes it again. But um, at a certain point, we saw cracks in Matthews, eh?
0: Well, I don't know if he was riding to a steady pace or Betiol overestimated. Like he had to close... 25 seconds on the climb, and he did it, as you said, very quickly. And then when he went past Bling, I was like, oh, this is over because Betiol's the better climber. It turns out, no, he'd would he gone too deep into the red. I actually think it was a good strategy from Bettyol because he had to, I think, Bling wins on this, in a sprint between the two of them, and we saw Matthews looking behind. So maybe the guy's like, oh, that's 15 metres, let me go. Let me just conserve anyway. Bling just holds the gap, holds the gap, holds the gap, and eventually comes back and attacks Bettyol on the five percent section before the descent. Gets a huge gap and rides to a solo victory. Will we see it in Wollongong this year? I hope. I hope that's how he goes for it. Um, incredible win for him. Bike Exchange are having a magic Tour de France. They Quick math's got like over three hundred points from it already. Two stage wins. One of the only teams with two. Quick Step Yumbo Bike Exchange. Uh, pagacha so they're having a great tour de france and matthews wins his first tour de france stage since like 2017 or 18 i think it was yeah 2017 so unreal from him different strategy paid off and we criticized them severely yesterday for pacing in the heat for nothing and not i guess going for the break and today they did the opposite although it was always a break day no one's controlling today but still they did something different they got matthews in the break and they deserve credit for that benji
1: yeah 100 it was a different strategy it was basically that they saw that it worked for trek yesterday they tried to get Ma- i think they actually tried to get multiple riders in the breakway initially but that break was shut down by um by Pogachar's attack basically and then matthews was one of the last to bridge to the breakway of today so if he didn't have that last bridge in him, if they didn't get Matthews across, then they would have, again, stepped just next to the victory here. And when it comes to a team that is also not getting the the fruits of their labor today, when it comes to Lotto with Kron, for example, do you think that, let's say Kron is in that group with Matthews, do you think it changes the scenario where Matthews might not even get caught by Betiol on the climb?
0: Uh, I was thinking how much, like, does an extra guy help? Five seconds, six seconds, you know, sort of region. Uh, but then does Krohn, I don't know where he actually finished, and it's hard to know because he actually, like, he had the flat and then had to come back. Uh, he didn't finish, where did he go? Uh, he didn't finish that well on the climb. So, yeah, I think I think it hurt him, uh, and I don't think Krohn would have beaten him. So, yeah, I think the gap could have been even bigger. Uh, Pino attacks the group behind, but Betty will take second. Pino third. Uh, couldn't work pretty hard for him Soler fourth uh, Conrad fifth Fulsang sixth Groschart in the seventh Kemner eighth Geschke ninth Menkes tenth Martinez um, I thought Martinez was going to was foxing everybody and was going to be in Puy Marie all over like listen Puy Marie had Paulus Soler Martinez Kemner it had um, so many of these names uh, and they're back in this very similar finish so but he actually wasn't on good shape so I thought he might have been bluffing. Uh, he wasn't. He just wasn't on great shape. Back in the GC group, we didn't see them uh, I start the climb properly because we had to show like seventh, come across the line yeah. 10 minutes later or a minute later, but very simple. Cruise pacing, steady pace. McNulty takes it up. Sepp goes into his wheel. Um, I, I was like, oh, maybe you can let his wheel go. Like, mm-hmm. Pagasha's not in the wheel. McNulty paces. Sepp goes. Micah takes it up with Pagasha, and then Pagasha attacks with Jonas in the wheel. and. Literally just, I think it's hard to see see on these gradients with the front on shot. Um, I think he gave him three or four big digs or decent digs on the climb. Jonas always in the wheel. But it's just hard to attack with someone in the wheel on a similar level to you. And there was no gaps between them, Benji.
1: Exactly. And I question, like, for example, on Albe we question also here, like, do you think Jonas could have had something there to still... Kick at Pogachar 4 on this climb, for example? Do you think he was just playing defensive in the wheel and so forth? Do you think he was on his limit in the wheel? It's so difficult to like get because I feel like Jonas has a pretty good poker face.
0: Um I don't know. Like when Jonas is going on the limit, his mouth like is full. Like mm-hmm. hanging a gape. I think he was doing it easy, frankly. Okay. I haven't got the climbing times yet. It makes it difficult to calculate them without the TV coverage of the start of the climb. Um, but he. Yeah, I think Jonas is doing it pretty easy. Um it was weird like Pagacha Benji he he didn't really do it stop start. I expected him to really like attack, stop, yep. track, wheel track stand, contador style, big acceleration again, stop. He didn't kind of do that and I think that really suited Jonas actually like a pretty steady i know there were digs but it wasn't like contador-esque stop start where he has the bigger acceleration
1: i think so as well that's um is it hmm because like we saw we saw sanremo for example pojo style he had some digs in there standing uh going a bit slower he did it from early on and so forth no steady pace the entire climb either we see it here as well like um I would have expected his acceleration to be helpful to indeed get that initial gap to, to him, but there's also not that much draft benefit, right, on a 12% gradient, or is it still somewhat existent?
0: Uh, it's like... I think it's, it can be the difference of like 5 to 7 seconds, maybe 10 seconds max. On If there's a headwind, it's a little bit uh, more... um can be a bit more exaggerated, but yeah, it's... Um, it's it's negligible compared to like a 7% climb but still is some sort of factor um but yeah that's how the climb went between those two Yates went in front of Thomas but then was dropped by Thomas which was actually interesting on the climb um Thomas obviously paced it very well Pagaccio looked almost like he was pacing to put time into Thomas Barday but then he stopped in the sprint uh which he let out and then they sprint came together, so that was expected. But they put 17 seconds into David Godou, who Jersey Agape paced it well too, came from behind like all the other days and almost took time on Thomas and Quintana. Quintana too paced it well. Yates seemingly not. He lost five seconds to the Thomas Godou group and 22 seconds to Pogaccio, Vingegaard, Vlasov, Bardet lose time as well as Maas, Pidcock lose a fair bit of time, a minute 10. Um, let me see if there were GC. And Menkes moves up into seventh from 13th because the breakaway and no one else really, Thomas just extends his gap on Bardet, which he already had provisionally because of the TT and Yates just loses more time into in fifth on 406. So really nothing, there wasn't anything big on GC day. GC today, Benji. He played out as we expected and yeah, it's Jonas and Pagac are very close and I think Pagac is going to struggle to take... Like a minute plus on him. I think
1: it's also going to be difficult, but he's shown that he's got um, the willpower to do it by attacking with 185 kilometers to go in this stage. So he certainly has the fire to try it, and that's what I love about Pogacar That you never know that he's out of the race, and he still he still gained time on his other competitors for the second place in GC, for example, which he probably doesn't care as much about. But I feel like it shows that. Despite him having his Granon moment, for example, where all these climbers started passing him, he's still the second best rider in GC right now. And in my opinion, he's—I still see him as the best stage racer in this entire race, personally. Even with Jonas being first, that's a questionable thing now, with the gap being two minutes twenty-two. But that's my personal opinion. Um, I don't know. I feel like I still expect some something to happen. Come on, come on, Pogi. I believe in a, a, a fierce third week in
0: general. He'll need McNulty and Micah and Soler to really, really be on. And if they yeah. can catch Yumbo on a bad day or by surprise, then maybe, yeah, he can he can fight back. Uh, but tomorrow's stage from Rodez to Carcassonne, it's going to be hot again. And then they're going to go rest day on Monday, then Carcassonne to Foix, which is very, very similar to stage nine of the 2020 Tour de France, the final climb. But we'll get to that in the rest day podcast. But t- tomorrow, Again, it looks like a, a Magnus Court day. There's just medium mountain rolling climbs all day. Maybe, maybe Pogaccio tries again at the start. Like there are climbs in the start, um, they're shallow though. I don't really see it. He'd need teammates ahead or a break willing to work with him. The longest climb is the Cote de Camaz, 5.5 k, 4% which is about 50Ks to go in this 202K stage. So it's just a long one. And then an up and down descent before about 13 kilometers of flat. And I think, it's a little, I think it's a little uphill drag finish, Pedersen style. So I'd like to see all the people that have won stages in this break, Benji. Pedersen, Matthews, yeah. and Court. And it would be a really good showdown between all those guys. I think so
1: as well. This would be kind of stage where you see that. Unlike today, I feel like tomorrow would also be a breakaway where I see Kung, a Pikung in that breakaway, but he seems to be less informed than a month ago. Seems like he's not doing that great compared to a month ago in the Dauphin A days, for example, when it comes to his climbing and so forth. Quickstep has to do something, eh? Like, whether it's a Seneschal or
0: a oh, Honoré, they
1: all need to be up there. Like, even a Lompard is, is a good tug buddy for whoever they put in the breakaway there. So. I feel like there's value there when it comes to Alpha I don't know what they can do. A delier, something like that. Will they Is there anyone who you think will control this stage or attempt to? Because it's gonna be too hard to do that, right?
0: Surely bike exchange compare yesterday and today and go for yeah. the break strategy, right? Yeah.
1: Like, Schultz or Mathews again.
0: Like those, or both with Grundor Jansen or um Jill Jensen, sorry, is who I meant. Uh, in this break with them would be really, really good. So, yeah, I think that's how they should go with it. Trek, sh- Trek, no, they can't control it. They'll want to get in the break with Simmons, Mollimer, Pedersen. So, it should be a break again. Fred Wright, don't be surprised to see him. There's a longer climb, though, to get separation, other climbs to go go with it. Um, Who do you like?
1: Who do I like? Oof, that's a very good question. Um,. Who do I like for this stage? Is it time to free Connor
0: Swift, Arkaya, or not?
1: I think they've tried with Lavelle in or breakaway or, or something. Oh, or tried to Lavelle, get Lavelle in a yeah. breakaway at some point. So I think that perhaps the Swift might be able to uh, have a chance on a stage like this. And Israel with Clark might be, again, a thing that they try. I don't know. I'd like to see... Quinn Simmons for the 70th time in a breakaway, most likely.
0: Um, yeah, he can't win. He did a lead out yeah. into the base of the climb today with no teammates in the group and then instantly dropped. I couldn't stop laughing. It was a highlight of the yeah. stage. I was like, Quinn, maybe he's like, fuck it. I'll get on TV and then I'm going to drop, whatever. <laughs> <I> mean, yeah, <laughs> perhaps. It's, yeah. it's possible, eh? But, um,
1: oh, it's a difficult one. Christoph I don't Lothmore. actually know. I don't think Jumbo will put a rider in the breakaway tomorrow, will they?
0: I'm looking. I mean, Pedersen, he seems to be heat resistant now. And he was so strong the other day. I want to go yeah. for another one. Like, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Mads Pedersen again. Ah, no, nah, it's too healy, it's too healy, it's too healy. I'm going with Krohn, I'm going with Krohn.
1: Okay, you're going with Krohn after a bad day today.
0: They're going to yeah. have a good day tomorrow. Good legs, but bad luck.
1: Okay, good legs, bad luck. I, I believe in that take. I dare to believe in that take. And I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... Tom, I haven't seen him since the day I picked him. Like, no. he doesn't you, seem all right anymore. It him. seems like he just mentally gave up after uh, a few days ago, ever since I picked him. But uh, I'm going to go with... Luka Mezget in the break.
0: Not bad. Yeah, we'll see Bike Exchange trying again, I think, tomorrow. Should be a breakaway stage. I don't really see any teams uh, controlling it. Hopefully, it's an easy day for the riders and very, very hot conditions, kind of feeling for them now before their rest day on Monday. But that's all from us. Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast and supporting us. Thanks, as we for supporting the show. And we'll see you with the recap tomorrow. Ciao.